0: Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also reading my regular CBSSports.com column agent's take on NFL salary cap and contract matters. Uh, this time around, we're going to take a look at the two key decisions the Giants have to make with their quarterback, Daniel Jones, and running back, Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Giants' season came to a close in a divisional playoff blowout loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, 38 8-7. Um, very successful year for the Giants. Under the first year, the new regime of general manager Joe Shane and head coach Brian Dayball, uh, it was supposed to be an evaluation year during the teardown phase of what was supposed to be a rebuild. But the Giants got off to a hot start and made the playoffs as a wild-card team, had a 9-7-1 regular season record, went on the road, knocked off the 13-4 Minnesota Vikings, 31-24 to in the divisional playoffs. So you had two guys, um, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, who were, entering a crossroads um, this year. Barkley's coming off of a lackluster 2021 season uh, in his return from a torn ACL that uh, limited him to two games in 2020. Only had 593 rushing yards for 3.7 yards per carry in 13 games. Um, There's no way that you were going to extend him on his fifth-year option. Uh, he made $7.217 million this year on the fifth-year option. But after that performance, regime change, <laughs> you weren't dare going to extend him. And in the case of Daniel Jones, um, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option of $22.348 uh, which in turn uh, meant that he was going to have an expiring contract. Now, both these guys passed the test for flying colors. Now, um, in the middle of the season, right around their uh, bye week, um, which was in early November, the uh, Giants um, engaged in contract negotiations with Barkley. And um, according to reports, the Giants' offer was in the $12 million per year neighborhood, Shane, in his uh, post-game press conference on uh, Monday, said that they weren't really close to reaching the agreement. And with Jones, they didn't even engage in negotiations with him um, at the time. So if you had told me just based on that, until how events unfolded over the uh, latter part of the season in playoffs, that Barkley was a priority. Uh, to keep, not Jones, but um, Jones kind of had something to do with that and kind of changed what I do believe is the the thinking because uh, I think Shane had a slip of the tongue um, when his um, Monday end-of-season press conference because his remarks were, we're happy Daniel's going to be here. Hopefully we can get something done with his representatives. That would be the goal, to build a team around him, and he can lead us and win a Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> you're kind of giving him more leverage than <laughs> he may have had otherwise uh, after saying something like that. And then, by contrast, the um, comments about Barkley <laughs> weren't uh, nearly as uh, flattering. <laughs> um, it's like we said we'd like to have all the guys back. I really would, but there's a business side to it. There's rules that you need to operate from. Uh, Under the terms of salary cap, Saquon, he's a good player. He's a great teammate. I love getting to know him this season. He's a guy we'd like to have back. As far as positional value, we'll get into how we want to build this team and allocate our resources. Well, that's lukewarm support as opposed to effusive praise for Daniel Jones. Now, um, Barkley, on his part, has made no bones about the fact that that he wants to remain with the Giants. Um, and said that he recognizes that he won't be uh, resetting the running back market. Right now, the market setter is Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey signed a four-year extension averaging $16,015,853 per year. I don't know why it's that weird amount, but it is. Shade over $16 million. It had... guarantees and had a running back best 30,062,500 fully guaranteed at signing. This is a deal he signed in April 2020. Um, Now, Barkley, I believe it was on Sunday when he was cleaning out his locker, said, I'm realistic. I know what I was on pace to do but having two years filled up with injuries and having a season not performing to the level that I know I can perform doesn't help. Um, But I was able to show the type of caliber of player I am. The things I'm able to do on a football field. That is something I wanted to do. That was my goal. I was able to accomplish that. And yeah, He had his best season since 2018, his rookie year. He looked like he was a superstar in the making. Had In 2018, he was um, Offensive Rookie of the Year, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, and led the NFL with 2,028 yards from scrimmage, which is combined rushing and receiving yards. This year, um, Barkley, career high, um, 1,312 rushing yards, um, 10 touchdowns on the ground. He was fourth in rushing yards and ninth with uh, rushing touchdowns. played in 16 games, um, had... 1,600, 500 yards from scrimmage, which was 7th most in the NFL, and um, 5th among um, running backs. So he was essentially uh, one of the five best running backs this year. Now, there are more details which came out about that November negotiation. As I said earlier, Giants offer was in the $12 million neighborhood. Reports are that Barkley was seeking a deal close to McCaffrey territory. So something (laughs) isn't necessarily squaring with, I don't want, I know I can't be paid like McCaffrey, but he wants to be paid close to McCaffrey. I'm not going to reset the market. Yeah, well, (laughs) uh, McCaffrey territory is probably a bridge too far for the um, Giants. Now, that's uh, even though Barkley is better at what he does than Jones is at what he does. Today's game passers are more important and more valuable than runners. So I would say that taking the comments uh that Shane made between the two of them. Jones is probably the uh now the leading candidate to the franchise tag when I thought it was gonna go um the other way back until about a month ago. Now if you look at how the rest of the running back market goes and why getting close to McCaffrey may be problematic, you've got McCaffrey right there, shade over sixteen million. Now you got a tie at fifteen million per year with Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara. Thing is, Ezekiel Elliott ain't gonna be playing on that fifteen million dollar per year deal much longer. He's either gonna be released or he's gonna take a pay cut. And Kamara's deal is one of those misleading deals which is inflated artificially, so he could say he's at fifteen million per year. It's uh Seventy-five million over five years was the extension. There's twenty-five million in the twenty twenty-five contract year, the last year of the extension. So you back out um the twenty-five, that leaves fifty over four. It's really realistically twelve and a half million per year. So you drop down and next it's Dalvin Cook who signed a five-year extension also in 2020. That averages 12.6 per year as well. So, um, we're going to talk about Jones in more detail after we finish with Barkley. But Barkley, to me, only gets the franchise tag if Jones gets a deal done quickly. And the running back franchise tag number projects to 4.489% of the cap. And um, just to refresh your memory, the way franchise tag numbers, the non-exclusive ones are calculated. It's not as simple as the average of the top five salaries from the previous year. Now, the 2011 CBA made it more complicated than how it used to be, which was exactly, that's exactly how it was. Now you got to take, you calculate the average of the top five from the previous year. Then you do that running back five years, take that sum, that total, yeah you divide that by the sum of the salary cap for the previous five years. That's where you're going to get this percentage I just gave you. It's called the cap percentage average running back 4.489 million. Now you multiply that by what the upcoming salary cap or the salary cap for the upcoming league year will be. That hasn't been set yet. So all we can do is give a informed estimate. I'm using two hundred twenty five million as the projected amount of the twenty twenty three salary cap, and the reason I'm doing that is I pulled a select number of teams um at various points during the year I got as low as two twenty and as high as two thirty for projections of what teams were using internally, so I'm going to two twenty five and the running back number should be ten point one million um at $225 million. Obviously, the higher the cap goes, the higher that number would be. The lower the cap is, the lower that number would be. Now, um, Barkley uh, made a couple of comments and indicated that he'd be upset if giving a franchise tag. He's going to turn 26 on February 9th. He's played through five NFL years. And that $12 million per year offer that he turned down is good value relative to The franchise tag designation is good value relative to the rejected offer because second franchise tag in 2024, and we're going to use my project, my placeholder projected number would be a 20% raise under the CBA. That's 12.12 million. So over two years, that's 22.2 million. And We don't know the details of this nearly $12 million per year offer. Um, I'm assuming worst case scenario, it's flat. So he would have 24 million through the first two new years, wouldn't be backloaded, where it'd be like 22, and then it would you get the average of two projected average two franchise tags, and it goes up. I'm assuming it's not like that. So that he would make 22.22 million for an average of 11.11 million, going the franchise tag route, and then hit the open market in 2025 as a 28 year old, and good luck trying to get a um lucrative contract is a 28-year-old running back who has played 7 years in the NFL. Now, this McCaffrey type money that uh uh Barkley apparently wants or close to McCaffrey. Yeah, if he did what Josh Jacobs did this year, he'd have a better case for it. <laughs> well, all Jacobs did was lead the NFL in rushing 1653 yards. And in yards from scrimmage, 2,053 yards from scrimmage with 12 rushing touchdowns. So, I don't think he's going to get to that um, McCaffrey territory. Now, Shane's comments are like, to me, hey, we want you back, Saquon, but we got a limit to how far we can go. And if you're going to push this to the hilt (laughs) and you're stuck on being close to McCaffrey money, then, (laughs) If we have to use a franchise tag on Jones, we'll, we'll let you go into free agency. Free agency has typically not been kind to running backs. Now, there are eight running backs in the NFL on contracts that average um, $12 million per year or more. And all these deals were for players to remain with their own teams. The last of these eight $12 million per year deals was um, done last year. And that was Nick Chubb, who has been a better back consistently than, than Barkley. He signed for $12.2 million per year on a three-year extension. Now, if you take these eight running back deals that are averaging over $12 million per year, the average of these eight deals is $13,047,526. That's the average per year. The average length is 4.375 New Year's. So um, how do these eight running backs do? in 2022. Their average production was basically 1,135 rushing yards, 8 rushing touchdowns, and 1,521 yards from scrimmage. So, Barkley's outperforming that. Barkley was better than that um, this year. He exceeded all those marks. So, if you're trying to find what's an appropriate amount for Barkley, then he's a little bit better than that. So you gotta get to me. You gotta go a little over 13 million per year. Now, he probably thinks he's a top five running back. Should get top five running back money. Now, um, I've told you the top four running backs are uh, in terms of salary. Now, one of them's gonna drop out in, in Ezekiel Elliott. One of them has an inflated deal. So right now, currently rounding out the top five is Derrick Henry. Now. Derrick Henry in 2020 was given a franchise tag, and he signed a four-year, fifty million dollar per year deal with incentives that made the max value um, fifty-one million. In the last two years, he got is a five hundred thousand dollar incentive each year for thirteen hundred rushing yards. So um, twenty-five point five million was fully guaranteed, and that was the first two years of the contract. So if you adjust for salary cap inflation. Henry's contract is worth almost $14.25 um, million per year. So to me, there should be a deal to be made between $13 million per year and $14.25 million per year. That, to me, is the appropriate, might be the sweet spot. Um, I had an agent recently tell me that sometimes the right deal is one where both sides are a little bit uncomfortable. And that may be a fair deal, somewhere in that range. Now, the midpoint of that range is $13.625 million per year. Now, there is a deal that was done four years ago, and you modify that deal, it might be something for both sides to work off of. Um, which would be um, fair. Um, four years ago, as an unrestricted free agent, Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets after sitting out 2018 when it was franchised, didn't play that second year, signed a four-year uh, $52.5 million deal with a then-veteran running back contract record of $27 million fully guaranteed. That was the amount in the first two years. There were 35 million in overall guarantees because there's 8 million dollars in year three, which will become guaranteed in 2021. Um, that third year, when, uh, that March, it was going to vest as that year came up. There were incentives to make the deal worth as much as 60.15 million incentives and salary escalators. That deal averaged 13.125 uh, million. Um, that was per year. That was the average uh, for that particular deal. The incentives were had 1.5 million dollars in annual incentives. 500,000 for 800 rushing yards from scrimmage. Another 500,000 for reaching 2,000 scrimmage yards. And if you hit the first threshold, and a playoff berth was 500,000 um, escalator. There's a base salary escalator in the last uh, three years, five hundred thousand, five hundred fifty thousand dollars $550,000, which, yeah, three ways to trigger it, 2,000 or more rushing yards, 2,000 or more yards from scrimmage, being AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year, being AP NFL MVP. Now, to me, maybe $13.5 million per year. That's below the midpoint of this range, um, and you have upside. With the 7.77 point six five million of upside, the maximum value would be 61.65 million. That would be if you hit all the upside, an average of 15 million 412,500 per year. Now, that eight million guarantee in the third year would be out. So, if you put this into the uh, Derrick Henry contract model and you had the same roughly the same percentage fully guaranteed you'd have 27.5 million in the first year of this total of 54 million um so if you got should say 55 54 million and you got 27 and fully guaranteed in the first year so those incentive thresholds for Bell should be fine um, except maybe replace 1,800 yards from scrimmage in playoffs of hitting the 1,400-yard rushing mark. Uh, that's something Barkley's never done in his career. The escalator um, mark seemed fine. Maybe add in one for 1,500 rushing yards is another trigger for the escalator. So if you get a guy who's performing as a top three back consistently, then he can make a shade over $15 million per year. If not, um, you're paying him twenty seven and a half over two years for an average of 13.75 million a year and then you can you'd be able to get out of the deal at that point if, if necessary. Um, to me I think th- this, that's where the sweet spot should be between 13 and 14.25 million for Barkley. Um Let's see if the Giants will go to that mark uh, from their 12 and if Barkley's willing to come down but I think that is a fair deal What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, Jones has defined history. And by that, I mean that if you have a first round quarterback and you don't pick up the fifth year option, um, there's never been one that has been re-signed um, by his own team when his contract expired. And by Shane's comments, they intend for Jones to be back next year. And push comes to shove, it'll be a franchise tag. Now, Jones had a year which people didn't think was possible. He'd been a turnover machine um, heading into this year. And one thing he didn't do was turn the ball over. Fumbles have been a big problem with him. He only had three lost fumbles through five interceptions. Had the lowest interception percentage, 1.1% in the NFL. Eight total turnovers. Career high, 67.2% of his passes completed. Sixth in the NFL. Threw for 3,205 yards. That was career high. 15 touchdown passes was all. Career best, uh, 92 0.5 um, passer rating, was 13th. Established himself as one of the better dual-threat quarterbacks in the NFL. 120 carries, 708 rushing yards. That was fifth among quarterbacks. Um, had seven rushing touchdowns. That tied for third among quarterbacks. Averaged 5.9 yards per carry, which was fourth in the, in the NFL. Now, one thing the Giants haven't had him do is... Try to win games. He's a guy you don't win because of. He's a guy you can win with. There's a difference. Now, part of it is no dynamic playmakers in the passing game. Um, if you ranked on paper receiving cores, tight end, and wide receiver, you probably put the Giants group as a whole. At the bottom of the NFL. If not at the very bottom, they're definitely going to be in that bottom eighth. Um, They didn't ask him to push the ball down the field very much, at least compared to other quarterbacks. Only 23 attempts of 20 yards or more, according to Pro Football Focus. That was 34th in the NFL. Um, So, we still don't know how good Daniel Jones can be. And part of the problem before and why you didn't pick up the option is you didn't have a full complement of weapons or you had challenging things going on. Because Barkley hadn't been himself until this year. The coaching left something to be desired. And Now you still don't have the full picture, but he's trending in the right direction because... He doesn't have weapons like we saw that um, Josh Allen took off when the Bills got Stephon Diggs for him. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa looked uh, like a different quarterback with the addition of Tyreek Hill. Um, A.J. Brown helped unlock Jalen Hurts this year. You don't have that equivalent for Daniel Jones, but nonetheless, working with what what he had this year, played well. Also, won a playoff game on the road. Granted, Philadelphia game um, didn't look good um, came back down to earth against the uh, Phillies great pass rush they have four defensive line of 10 or 10 or more sacks on that uh, on that team of Philadelphia so knowing that a franchise tag is probably in his back pocket then that's gonna allow Jones to play a little harder ball than he would otherwise. Now, typically a quarterback gets the exclusive franchise tag, and exclusive and non-exclusive franchise tags are calculated in different manners. Um, the exclusive franchise tag is the average of the top five salaries at the end of the restricted free agent signing period. Um, that'll be April 21st um, this year. Um, the non-exclusive tag is used as a placeholder until that number is finalized, but it's usually a lot higher than a non-exclusive. It, right now it projects to $45.248 million, and it's subject to change based on new deals, contract restructures, guys getting released between now and then. You don't need to do that for Daniel Jones. So it's going to be the um, non-exclusive. With a non-exclusive uh, tag, if you sign an offer sheet that isn't matched, then the team to put the tag on the player gets... Uh, Two first-round picks as compensation. Now, I don't think the Giants have to worry about that as well. The non-exclusive quarterback franchise tag is going to be 14.42% of the cap at $225 million. That's going to be um, $32.445 million. You could put a transition tag on them, which will be cheaper, which is that same calculation but for the top ten the cap percentage average, and at $225 million, that projects to $29.53 million. The only problem is, you don't have a right to match. And an offer sheet, and there's no compensation on an unmatched offer sheet. And we've seen teams before do that. And I think Miami, with Olivier Vernon, put a transition tag on them. And then the Giants signed. We're going to sign an offer sheet. They took it off so they could get a compensatory third-round pick. Jones is worth more than a compensatory third-round pick at the back of the draft. Back of the draft, and that'd be the twenty twenty-four draft. Matt Ryan, aging Matt Ryan, went for conventional third-round pick in the middle of the third round. I think the upper part of the third round um, this year. Um, that's what the Falcons got from the Colts. So you're thinking franchise tag now. You start talking franchise tag if I'm Daniel Jones I'm thinking okay you franchise me once twenty percent raise the second year that's uh that'd be thirty eight point uh, nine three four million so two tags I'd make seventy one point three seven nine million he could play himself in the exclusive the second year because um, Kirk cousins is the only Quarterback in recent years who got a non exclusive tag. It was non exclusive the first year, then exclusive the second. So you you average these two tags, you're $35,689,500. So you're probably approaching $35 million per year on a long term deal. Now, if I'm Jones, depending, and I don't know where the Giants would come in on a first offer, but I'm thinking, well, Cousins signed a $35 million per year one-year extension last year. I just beat this dude. So, shouldn't I be making more than him? <laughs> so, probably, you know, I don't think there's any way you can sign Daniel Jones for under $30 million per year. Let's just get that off the table. And you're probably pushing $35. Um, I don't see him getting to 40 There are eight quarterbacks who make $40 million per year or more at the bottom of that are Matthew Stafford, who gave the Rams a little bit of a break to sign a four-year extension for $40 million per year, and Dak Prescott, who had to play through a franchise tag, get franchised a second time, um, formally um, signed for $40 million per year um, in March 2021 after that gruesome ankle injury. Um, but that Cousins thing would come up. Now, this whole Giants... Um, I brought up Titan before. It's reminiscent of the Titans to me because in 2020, yeah, they had Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback, and Derrick Henry both up at the same time. They got Tannehill done early so they could stick the franchise tag on um, Henry. If you take the deal that Tannehill signed, it was $118 million over four years, $29.5 million is the average. He had $62 million fully guaranteed, um, 91 million in total guarantees so cap was 198 point two million then you adjust that for cap inflation then you're basically talking about a four-year you're talking about a four-year deal at 33 dollars per year um, and you scale up his guarantees accordingly you're basically talking 70 million fully guaranteed at signing which would be the first two years and a hundred and Three million in total guarantees. The third-year guarantee for Tannehill vested in year two, so the practical guarantee for Tannehill is really 91 million because you weren't going to cut him before he got through three years. So I see some parallels: running back, quarterback. They married them up. Their deals were the same length. Maybe the Giants do that if they can get. They need to get one done. You'd be committing $100 million in guarantees if you both went the four year route with both the, these guys for $100 million in guarantees for um, Jones. Now, Giants really don't want um, Jones playing on a franchise tag. They could accommodate um, a Barkley franchise tag much easier just looking at uh, where they project out cap wise. At two hundred and twenty five million dollar salary cap I have them using NFL PA data and making my own manual adjustments with basically forty four point three five million of cap space. So if you're talking almost thirty two five on a tag and as soon as you tag someone whether they sign the tender or not, it counts. You're you're down to twelve million in cap space basically. <laughs> Granted you're gonna get back ten one because there's Kenny Galladay is as good as gone. They're gonna cut him. Galloway's got a four point five million dollar salary guarantee for twenty twenty three. So between his dead money and the guarantee, you'll have eleven million point three in dead money. He has a twenty one point four million dollar cap hit. So you're gonna save ten point one million, which is coincidentally the same amount you need for a franchise tag for um Barkley. So you're basically if you had to tag Jones, you're at 22 and some change in your cap space. That's a big difference than having basically forty-four four, forty-four 44.4 million after you cut Galladay and if you had to tag Jones. So, they need some... They're probably going to get one, if not both of these guys, done before the March 7th deadline to uh, use a designation on someone with a franchise or transition. The 15-day window opens on February 21. Um, Best deals from a team typically won't come until right before the deadline, March 5th, 6th, 7th. Um, Which teams won't put their best foot forward sooner because the agent knows, well, there's no hard deadline which will force him to do something so I can probably get a better offer if I wait. So I'd say early March is when something's going to come to a head with at least one of these guys, maybe both. I look at it that the range for Daniel Jones is probably on a, on a multi-year extension is probably going to be $33.5 million per year to $37.5 million per year. Now, if I'm Jones and if I think I could really break the bank once they bring in better weapons offensively i'm not doing a four-year deal i'll do three max or i'd be inclined to try to play in a franchise tag that franchise tag is a little over 10 million more than what the fifth year option would be if i'm just i think i'm just scratching the surface of my uh the scratching the surface of my talent and if i got better weapons um, in the passing game, I could take my game to another level, then we are talking well over $40 million if he goes that route. But he seemingly wants to be there. They want him to be there. Um, I expect him to get something done long-term. And I think Barkley's going to be back there as well. And hopefully, and hopefully they'll marry up the length of contract together so that'll be at least be their initial window. Um, to try to improve upon this year's surprising playoff run. Well, um, that's going to be this week's Inside the Cap. Um, Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter. That is Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular cbssports.com column, Agent State, WNC salary cap, and contract matters. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.